Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, bed crimers. As always, I wish you the best. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out my channel. Let me just ask that after listening to or watching this video, if you learned something or enjoyed it, please do me a favor and smash that like button. Now, let's dig in. The spider's web of mistakes that suspect Brian Koberger has been weaving just got, oh, a little tighter. Pennsylvania authorities have revealed what Brian Koberger was doing when he was arrested in connection with the deaths of the four University of Idaho students, Kaylee Gonsalves, Madison Mogan, Zana Cronodal, and Ethan Chapin. We know that Koberger had been under surveillance for some time when officers went to his family's home in Albrightsville, Pennsylvania, and took him into custody on December 30th. Now, Monroe County First Assistant Michael Mancuso has revealed details about Koberger's behavior on the night he was arrested. Get this. Koberger was found awake in the kitchen, dressed in shorts and a shirt, and wearing latex medical-type gloves, and apparently was taking his personal trash and putting it all into separate Ziploc baggies. That discovery, according to Mancuso, may indicate why investigators only recovered DNA from Koberger's family members and not from him when they took the trash from outside the family home. I mean, could this guy look any more guilty? This is part of the circumstantial evidence that when it's all put together in a big heap and becomes the totality of the circumstantial evidence, is going to get him placed behind bars for the rest of his life, or, you know what, by a firing squad. I have to say I'm rather bummed that he wasn't all tucked away in a nice warm bed and then jolted out of it by the sound of the front door crashing inward. It makes you wonder if he was getting any sleep at all. It also makes me wonder if his parents had noticed any of this strange behavior during the days when he was home for the holidays prior to getting arrested. I would think it would have been difficult to avoid seeing him do some of these very odd things, like wearing the gloves. But then again, he was up very late at night and very early in the morning completing these little chores of his. We know that the police descended on the Koberger family home at the Indian Mountain Lake Estates in Chestnut Hill Township of Albrightsville, it sounds so cozy and charming, just before 1.30 a.m. on December 30th. Ancuso also said that Koberger's actions and behavior in those early morning hours could shed light on his mental state and also play an important role in court when he has his trial. Mancuso also said, and I quote, it could very well explain some of the other aspects of the case from Idaho, 
some of the lengths that a person would go to to avoid having their DNA left behind when they know or should have known that there was an investigation underway. End quote. Mancuso went on to say, I would be keen on the shoes, the size of the shoes, comparison to any shoe impressions that might have been recovered at the scene, that sort of thing. He added that the cheek swab would also play a crucial role. He said, and I quote, something that they could compare to the DNA of, I believe, the snap button for the sheath of the knife. What that says to me is that that cheek swab and the testing of Koberger's DNA likely was a 100% match with the DNA found on the leather sheath. It makes me wonder if the little baggies that he put his own garbage into, if that was the trash that he went out at 4 a.m. on a day before he was arrested and put it into the neighbor's trash bin. Perhaps he separated his items and then took them out there when his parents were fast asleep and that way it didn't interfere with their garbage. What do you guys think? Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories.